Welcome to Wellness with Sinelia. I'm Sinelia Lewis, your health and wellness coach. I guide, mentor, empower. Greeting my brothers and sisters once again. Thank you for listening to Wellness with Sinelia podcast. This podcast is about reading books that will inspire you, empower your mental attitude connection with yourself and the spirit that is in you. I believe wellness is the connection to the God within, knowing that he can do the impossible through you, in you, with you. So dream big, plan big, and expect to reap your harvest. Without further ado, let's get started. The Book of Roots, Chapter 1 In the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land, and a man from Bethlehem in Judah, together with his wife and two sons, went to live for a while in the country of Moab. The man's name was Elimelech, his wife's name Naomi, and the name of his two sons were Melon and Kilion. They were Ephratites from Bethlehem, Judah, and they went to Moab and lived there. Now, Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died and she was left with her two sons. They married Moabite women, one named Orpah and the other Ruth. After they had lived there about ten years, both Melon and Killian also died, and Naomi was left without her two sons and her husband. When she heard in Moab that the Lord had come to the aid of the people by providing food for them, Naomi and her daughters-in-law prepared to return home from there. With her two daughters-in-law, she left the place where she had been living and set out on the road that would take them back to the land of Judah. Then Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, Go back, each of you, to your mothers. May the Lord show kindness to you, as you have shown to your dead and to me. May the Lord grant that each of you will find rest in the home of another husband. Then she kissed them, and they wept aloud, and said to her, We will go back with you to your people. But Naomi said, Return home, my daughters. Why would you come with me? Am I going to have any more sons who could become your husband? Return home, my daughters. I am too old to have another husband. Even if I do, do you gonna still hope for me even if I had a husband? 
tonight and then give birth to, to sons, would you wait until they grow up? Would you remain unmarried for them? No, my daughters. It is more bitter for me than for you because the Lord's hand has gone out against me. At this, they wept again. Then Opa kissed her mother-in-law goodbye, but Ruth clung to her. Look, said Naomi, your sister-in-law is going back to her people and her gods. Go back to her. Go back with her. But Ruth replied, Don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. And where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people and your God will be my God. Where you die, I will die and there I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me, be it ever so severely. If anything but death separates you and me. When Naomi realized that Ruth was determined to go with her, she stopped urging her. So, the two women went on until they came to Bethlehem. When they arrived in Bethlehem, the whole town was stared at them because of them. And the woman exclaimed, Can this be Naomi? Don't call me Naomi, she told them. Call me Mara, because the Almighty has made my life very bitter. I went away full, but the Lord has brought me back empty. Why call me Naomi? The Lord has afflicted me. The Almighty has brought misfortune upon me. So Naomi returned from Moab, accompanied by Ruth, the Moabite, her daughter-in-law, arrived in Bethlehem as the barley harvest was beginning. Now, Naomi had a relative on her husband's side from the clan of Elimelech, a man of standing whose name was Boaz. And Ruth, the Moabite, said to Naomi, Let me go to the field and pick up the leftover grain behind anyone in whose eyes I find favor. Naomi said, Okay, go ahead, my daughter. So she went out and began to glean in the field behind the harvesters. As it, as it turned out, she found herself working in a field belonging to Boaz, who was from the clan of Elimelech. Just then, Boaz arrived from Bethlehem and greeted the harvesters. The Lord be with you. The Lord bless you. They called back. Boaz asked, the foreman of his harvesters. Whose young woman is that? The, form, 
man replied, She is the Moabite who come back from Moab with Naomi. She said, Please let me glean and gather among the sheaves behind the harvesters. She went into the field and had worked steadily from morning till now, except for a short rest in the shelter. So Boab said to Ruth, My daughter, listen to me. Don't go and glean in another field, and don't go away from here. Stay here with my servant girl. Watch the field where the men are harvesting, and follow along after the girls. I have told the men not to touch you, and whenever you are thirsty, go and get a drink from the water jars the men have filled. At this, she bowed down with her face to the ground. She exclaimed, Why have I found such favor in your eyes that you notice me, a foreigner? Boaz replied, I've been told all about what you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband, how you left your father and mother and your homeland and came to live with the people you did not know before. May the Lord repay you for what you have done. May you be richly rewarded by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. May I continue to find favor in your eyes, my Lord, she said. You have given me comfort and have spoken kindly to your servant, though I do not have the standing of one of your servant girls. At meantime, Boaz said to her, Come over here, have some bread, and dip in it the wine vinegar. When she sat down with the harvesters, he offered her some roasted green. She ate all she wanted and had some left over. As she got up to glean, Boaz gave order to his men. Even if she gathered among the sheaves, don't embarrass her. Rather, pull out some stock for her from the bundles and leave them for her to pick up and don't rebuke her. So, Ruth gleaned in the field until evening. Then she stretched the belly she had gathered and it amounted to about an effort. She carried it back to town and her mother-in-law saw how much she had gathered. Ruth also brought out and gave her what she had left over after she had eaten enough. Her mother-in-law asked her, Where you glean today? Where did you work? Blessed be the men who took notice of you. 
then wrote to her mother-in-law about the one at whose place he had she had been working. The name of the man I work with today is Boaz, she said. The Lord bless him, Naomi said to her daughter-in-law. He has not stopped showing his kindness to the living and the dead, she added. That man is our close relative. He is his kindness to the living and the dead, she added. One of our Ken's men redeemers. Then Ruth the Moabite said, He even said to me, Stay with my workers until they finish harvesting all my grain. Naomi said to Ruth, her daughter in law, It will be good for you, my daughter, to go with his girls, because in someone else's field you might be. Um, so Ruth stayed close to the servant girls of Boaz to glean until the barley and wheat harvest were finished, and she lived with her mother-in-law. One day, Naomi, her mother-in-law, said to her, My daughter, should I not try to find a home for you? where you will be well provided for. It's not Boaz with whose servant girls you have been, a king's man of ours. Tonight he will be winnowing barley on the threatening floor. Wash and perfume yourself. And put on your best clothes. Then go down to the threshing floor. But don't let him know you are there until he has finished eating and drinking. When you, when he lie down, note the place where he is lying. Then go and uncover his feet and lie down. He will tell you what to do. Hmm. I will do whatever you say, Ruth answered. So she went down to the threshing floor and did everything her mother-in-law told her to do. When Boaz had finished eating and drink and was in good spirit, he went over to lie down at the far end of the green pile, Ruth approached quietly, uncovered his feet, and lay down. In the middle of the night, something stabbed the man, and he turned and discovered a woman lying at his feet. Who are you? he asked. I am your servant, Ruth, she said. Spread the corner of your garment over me, since you are a king's man redeemer. The Lord bless you, my daughter, he replied. This kindness is greater than that which you showed earlier. You have not run after the younger men 
whether rich or poor. And now, my daughter, don't be afraid. I will do for you all you ask. All my fellow townsmen know that you are a woman of noble character. Although it's true that I am near of kin, there is a kinsman redeemer nearer than I. Stay here for the night, and in the morning, if he wants to redeem goods, let him redeem. But if he is not willing, as surely as the Lord lives, I will do it. Lie here until morning. So she lay at his feet until morning, but got up before anyone could be recognized, and he said, Don't let it be known that a woman came to the threshing floor. He also said, Bring me the shawl you are wearing and hold it out. When she did so, he pushed he poured into it six measures of barley and put it on her. Then he went back to town when Ruth came to her mother-in-law. Naomi asked, How did it go, my daughter? Then she told her everything Boaz had done for her and added, He gave me the six measures of barley, saying, don't go back to your mother-in-law empty-handed. Then Naomi said, Wait, my daughter, until you find out what happened, for the men will not rest until the matter is settled today. Ha! <laughs> Meanwhile, Boaz went up to the town gate and sat there. When the kinsman redeemer he had mentioned, came along, Boaz said, Came over here, my friend, and sat down. So he went over and sat down. Boaz took the ten of the elders of the town and said, Sit here, and they did so. Then he said, To the kinsman redeemer, Naomi, who has come back from Moab, is selling the piece of land that belonged to our brother Elmec. I thought I should bring the matter to your attention and suggest that you buy it in the presence of those seated here at the, the presence of the elders of my people. If you will redeem it, do so. But if you will not, Tell me so I will know, for no one has the right to do it except you, and I am next in line. I will redeem it, he said. Then Boaz said, On the day you buy the land from Naomi and from Ruth the Moabite, you acquire the dead man's widow in order to maintain the name of the dead with his property. At this, the kingsman redeemer said, Then I cannot redeem it because I might endanger my own estate. You redeem it yourself. 
I cannot do it. Now, in earlier time in Israel, for the redemption and transfer of property to become final, one party took off his sandal and gave it to the other. This was the method of legalizing transaction in Israel. So the king's man redeemer said to Boaz, Buy it yourself. And he removed his sandal. Then Boaz announced to the elders and all the people, Today you are witnesses that I have brought from Naomi all the property of Elimelech, Kilion, and Malun. I have also acquired Ruth, the Moabite Malun's wife, widow wife, as my wife, in order to maintain the name of the dead with his property, so that his name will not disappear from among his family or from the town we caught. Today you are witnesses. Then the elders and all those of the gate said, We are witnesses. May the Lord make the woman who is coming into your home like Rachel and Leah, who together build up the house of Israel. May you have standing in Ephrata and be famous in Bethlehem. Through the offspring the Lord gives you, by this young woman, may your family be like that of Perez, whom Tamar bore to Judah. The general. So Boaz took roots, and she became his wife. Then he went to her, and the Lord enabled her to conceive, and she gave birth to a son. The woman said to Naomi, Praise be to the Lord, who this day has not left you without the king's main redeemer. May he become famous to God Israel. He will renew your life and sustain you in your old age. For your daughter-in-law, who loves you and who is better to you than seven sons, has given him birth. Then Naomi took the child, laid him in her lap, and cared for him. The woman living there said, Naomi has a son, and they named him Obed. He was the father of Jesus the father of David. This man is the family line of Perez. Perez was the father of Ezron. Ezron the father of Ram. Ram the father of Aminadab. <laughs> Aminadab. Aminadab the father of Nathan. Nathan the father of Salmon. Salmon, the father of Boaz, and Boaz, the father of Obed, and Obed, the father of Jez, and Jez, the father of David. The end. 
about a story. Very good. So, you see why I read、uh, Ruth, the book of Ruth, is because、uh, when you read the success through positive mental attitude, the chapter six I read said, You have a problem? Good! Yeah, that's what the book said. The title said, You have a problem? You've got a problem? That's good. That's good. So, if you don't have a problem, you cannot expect for a solution. And if you don't have, if you have solution, you have to find a problem to give the solution. And to find solution, you have to have a problem to find solution. So, What happened? What happened with those two books? The books of Roots and the successful positive mental attitude. What they're trying to tell you is this when you keep a positive mental attitude, okay, you have a problem, always know that there's somebody that has a solution. And with a positive mental attitude, it will connect you with the person who h a v e the solution or help you find the solution. Because remember, everything is between us. You have a problem, maybe Peter may have the solution, or Mary h a v e the solution. And then you keep a mental positive attitude. You will connect with that person. And your enthusiasm will attract that person. That's what the book is trying to tell us. Don't let problems make you be angry or evil or mean. You're walking like you carry the whole world on your shoulder. In the Bible, even God said, He said, Don't be faint. Don't let people see what you're going through. Keep a smile on your face. Put oil in your face. Let the people see that everything's going well for you. And then the Father who sees in secret will grant your wishes in secret. In secret. So that's the reason why American have a saying fake it. Till you make it. Doesn't matter what is going on in your life. Fake it. Not fake it going to debt. Not fake it and buy what you don't have. Not fake it to spend what you don't have. Not that. Not that. Fake it is keeping a good attitude. Fake it is to keep a smile in your face. Fake it is to wake up every morning, even though this mountain is in front of you, pretend like you have no mountain in front of you. That's fake it. Fake it even though you see you last on the street. You're in the middle of nowhere, knowing that God cannot send somebody. To rescue me, God is going to send somebody to show me the way, or He will show it to me Himself. Because remember, if He can find nobody to, 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 to match with you, 
He will help you cross the river or the sea. He will make a way inside the sea for you, just like he did for Israelite. He could have found another way for them. He could have. He's God. But he did that to show you, even in the middle of the sea, that big wild sea, he can make a way to solve your problem. Until next time.